Welcome back to the Hemingway List Podcast for book... Uh, wait, what book? 15, chapter 19. Is, Pierre happy's, is Pierre's happiness in this chapter only related to his love for Natasha? What might it say for of Pierre that in examining his late wife's business affairs and papers he experienced no feeling for her memory except pity that she had not known the happiness he knew now. And the conclusion of the chapter states that Pierre looks back to this time period in later years and uses it as a basis for his decisions. Are decisions made when happy wiser, as he suggests? Ubiquitons says, The sentiment that in loving someone you find more reasons for loving them is so beautiful. It's snowing for the first time this year where I am, and this little chapter of overflowing bliss is giving me the warm and fuzzies. I'm glad Pierre is so happy. He seems to have this intangible sense of unity and understanding with the world that he had as a prisoner, except with a consuming sense of joy rather than peace. I really know, uh, sorry, I really want to know what Natasha is thinking. The next chapter had better be her point of view. That would be good. Kara Kikar says, I've just put two ideas together in this chapter. In this chapter, The constant theme of Tolstoy's essays in this book are about how the flow of history sweeps people along with it, that the actions of individuals are nothing when compared to the overwhelming momentum of history. Tolstoy has also argued for inevitability of many events and conflicts. In this chapter, we get a glimpse at Pierre finally happy in love. I wonder if it should be thought of as his natural state. Natasha felt peace with him in the early chapters. Perhaps the whole journey for Pierre has been a long fight to discover what should have been inevitable if only he knew how to see it. FDLP1 says, Pierre's overflow of joy reminded me of this from Thus Spoke Zarathustra. Like the bee that has gathered too much honey, I need hands outstretched to take it from me. I wish to spread it and bestow it. That's a nice thought. Happiness is overflowing, needs to be given away, needs to be handed out. Warren Kovoffi says, Looks like old Pierre has found true love and yet another spark for life. He really appears to have everything going for him since being freed from the French. It looks like he just may have found some of the meaning he had been looking for throughout all these years. I mean, that would be a nice note to end on, wouldn't it? Someone actually finding what they're looking for. Um, that would be nice. Now, we're about to read chapter 20, which is the last chapter. In a way, it's the last chapter of the whole book, because the only thing left after this is the epilogues. Now, the epilogues do visit our characters again, and there is still, you know, there's more plot to be seen. So, it's not really the end of the book. But... After this chapter, we begin the epilogues. Brace yourself for the epilogues, because there's a lot of ranting. There's a lot of ranting. There's some character stuff. And then we're finished. And then we're off the hook. New Year's Eve. Read whatever you want. <laughs> but forever you'll be able to say, I read War and Peace. So, let's get it. Chapter 20 goes like this. After Pierre's departure, that first evening, when Natasha had said to Princess Mary with a gaily mocking smile... He looks just, yes, just as if he had come out of a Russian bath in a short coat 
and with his hair cropped. Something hidden and unknown to herself, but irrepressible, awoke in Natasha's soul. Everything, her face, walk, look, and voice was suddenly altered. To her own surprise, a power of life and hope of happiness rose to the surface and demanded satisfaction. From that evening, she seemed to have forgotten all that had happened to her. She no longer complained of her position, did not say a word about the past, and no longer feared to make happy plans for the future. She spoke little of Pierre, but when Princess Mary mentioned him, a long-extinguished light once more kindled in her eyes and her lips curved with a strange smile. The change that took place in Natasha at first surprised Princess Mary, but when she understood its meaning, it grieved her. Can she have loved my brother so little as to be able to forget him so soon, she thought when she reflected on the change. But when she was with Natasha, she was not vexed with her and did not reproach her. The reawakened power of life that had seized Natasha was so evidently irrepressible and unexpected by her that in her presence Princess Mary felt that she had no right to reproach her even in her heart. Natasha gave herself up so fully and frankly to this new feeling that she did not try to hide the fact that she was no longer sad, but bright and cheerful. When Princess Mary returned to her room after her nocturnal talk with Pierre, Natasha met her on the threshold. He has spoken, yes, he has spoken, she repeated, and a joyful yet pathetic expression which seemed to beg forgiveness for her joy settled on Natasha's face. I wanted to listen at the door, but I knew you would tell me. Understandable and touching as the look with which Natasha gazed at her seemed to Princess Mary, and sorry as she was to see her agitation, these words pained her for a moment. She remembered her brother and his love. But what's to be done? She can't help it, thought the princess. And with a sad and rather stern look, she told Natasha all that Pierre had said, on hearing that he was going to Petersburg, Natasha was astounded. To Petersburg, she repeated, as if unable to understand. But noticing the grieved expression on Princess Mary's face, she guessed the reason of that sadness and suddenly began to cry. Mary, said she, tell me what I should do. I am afraid of being bad. Whatever you tell me, I will do it. Tell me. You love him? Yes, whispered Natasha. Then why are you crying? I am happy for your sake, said Princess Mary who because of those tears quite forgave Natasha's joy. It won't be just yet, someday. Think what fun it will be when I am his wife and you marry Nicholas. Natasha, I have asked you not to speak of that. Let us talk about you. They were silent a while. But why go to Petersburg, Natasha suddenly asked, and hastily replied to her own question. But no, no, he must. Yes, marry, he must. Alright, there we go. That's the end of the chapter of the book, in a way, but not quite. Alright, have your say about that chapter, and we'll regroup tomorrow to start the epilogues. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.